Welcome back to the Character Arcana Podcast, everyone. I'm your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson, and joining me today is Nick Slake. Grog Guzler. Guzler? I forgot my own name. God damn it. Guzler. And his bardic companion. Bardic? That's got to be a word, right? Sure. Um, Brett Larimer. Bardalum, you biggins. Let alone, I'm six years older now. I'm more of an alcoholic than I was yesterday. <laughs> that you are. It, it was good, though, because your your beard matched Bush a little bit better. <laughs> so to catch us up to what happened in the first episode, a man named Sigurd hired our heroes to clear his name. He revealed to the party that he was once a knight of the Staventry, a local faith that has banned the use of magic within Midgard's borders. After his wife, Elena, attempted to cast a spell to remake Sigurd's identity at a site of power, she disappeared and Sigurd was cursed with unstable magic. Grog and Bartholomew escorted Sigurd to the site of power, where they defeated two wraiths, one from Muspelheim and one from Niflheim. Elena revealed that she was trapped in Niflheim. Okay, wait a second. To be fair, one wraith defeated the other wraith by itself. I was trying to give you guys credit, so it didn't sound so... But... God <laughs> damn it. Wrong. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's just, it's truth. It is fact. It is... Continue, please. Elena revealed that she was trapped in Niflheim, a primordial plane of mist, and that Sigurd's brother is actually Prince Thor of Asgard. The heroes agreed to escort Sigurd to Jotunheim, where Thor is on a diplomatic mission in the city. She seemed to believe that something terrible would happen to Jotunheim while Thor is in the city, though Thor is unaware of whatever dastardly plans are afoot. I don't remember him being his brother. I remember, but it is very annoying because now he can no longer speak, so we cannot oh ask him God. unless we want to play charades, and I'm just telling you right fucking now, I don't want to play a lot of charades. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. My head kind of hurts, man. I got a hangover. We died, didn't we? We die? did. You died. I died. Okay. You died. I think I, I might remember. have died twice. Did you die twice? I had an afterlife crisis. I hope you drank a little bit last night. Cause I, I drink a lot of bit every day. Oh, so. okay. So we're on the same page <laughs> then, Grog. Yeah. Uh, so that that wasn't mentioned, but yeah, they are. Sigurd's gonna travel with them, and Sigurd is muted by the magical side of power and the unstable magic that is captured within him. You guys, we're gonna jump forward a little bit. You guys are going to move east towards Jotunheim from what was just south of Midgard. You guys make your way up a mountain because this peninsula that you're on is bisected by a mountain range. Once you guys- Bisected? In half, cross middle. Yes, Ah. cut into two pieces. Grog is on (laughs) level. Grog is on the top of a mountain, you guys. I feel free. Why are you naked? Is that... uh, Grog Grog pulls his pants up. (laughs) It felt really good. (laughs) You guys are an extremely tall peak. You can see both sides of the peninsula. You can see the the ocean on either ends. You can look down uh, to the west and you can see where Midgard is. Midgard is about 987 smiles, if I can estimate correctly. (laughs) Smiles? Smiles, remember. Yes, yes. Smiles is six inches. I'll tell you another thing. Six inches. (laughs) So you guys, right. can, it is average you guys can do the math and <laughs> see, see if that works out. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not it's at probably all. Probably not very far at <laughs> all. Probably not at all, yes. It's probably uh, stone's throw. <laughs> it's down a little bit of the mountain. <laughs> but when you guys look towards the east, you see Jotunheim. Jotunheim is a 
gorgeous city to behold. That quick, is the direction I pissed in. A little quick history of, uh, <laughs> or at least an idea of what Jotunheim is like from this continent is that very few people actually know other than the race of giants themselves. Um, which giants, by the way, they come in various different sizes. Most of them are not that big. Um, they may be like nine feet tall or something like that. What I wouldn't give for nine huge feet to which me. A city built for nine foot tall people for humans wouldn't be that hard to navigate. However, you guys are both like three feet tall. So <laughs> I am probably... nine foot tall in spirit. So I guess to you guys, they are like mythical giants. It's almost <laughs> like your intention was to pretend to be like, ah, it's going to be, you'll be able to navigate. But then you're like, actually, you're going to have a really hard time. Time. I'm I made them smaller than normal giants. <laughs> I guess that's true. You did. There are some us... giants that are almost we just had 30 feet to be tall. three feet guys. There are also larger giants. Do we ever do like form Megazord? Do we have a form Megazord spell between us? The only problem is is that I have to be base and then we have to put Sigard in the middle. Sigard. And then Bartholomew can go on top. I will be the head of the operation. <laughs> I am too stocky. I think it would be too much for poor Sigard. He's got to do something, though, besides just be our vending machine. I mean, he has lots of strength inside oh, of him. He just Oh, gets... that's right. He's got, like, crazy... Man, you guys feel the earth start drink? to rumble. Oh. Oh, God. It's oh, like, God. It's a low but very consistent rumble at first. <sighs> Have you checked Dragon Radar recently? And Dra- it kind Dragon. of that's for the Dragon Balls. <laughs> it kind of quiets down. Incoming! That does not sound very good. What the fuck could that possibly be? Sigurd, where's Sigurd? I think something is snoring. Sigurd, uh, Grog, roll me a perception check. <laughs> oh, I rolled in that one. <laughs> You're pretty sure it must be Bartholomew. (laughs) (laughs) How many times have I told you not to make sex noises when... (laughs) And from above you comes a gigantic hand just quickly moving at you guys. Roll me history checks. Eleven. Eighteen. Bartholomew, you know this full story. Uh, Grog, you would know some of this because here's the deal. You guys must be standing on Thalfi. Thalfi is the world's largest giant. Everyone knows about Thalfi because Thalfi is Jotunheim's intelligence agency. He himself is the entire intelligence agency oh of Jotunheim. God. He what? is the size of the mountain. He is the mountain you're standing on right now. He is gargantuan. And what he does as Jotunheim's one and only spy is he goes up to cities, just sits next to them and stares at them. So everyone knows he's there. Everyone knows that that's what they're doing, but I mean, he can't actually see anything in the city, so no one cares. So everyone's just like, "Oh, we're being spied on by Thalfi today." So you guys know this is just him. You just stumbled onto him. He's a he's a staple in this world, and he just picks you guys up. Um, I'm assuming you guys aren't going to try to avoid, but you can if you want, since you know what you know about him. I will try to avoid Thalfi. Romeo acrobatics. Bartholomew puts his arms out to his sides. Looks up and closes 23. And accepts the death as it comes for him. <laughs> uh, this gigantic hand, uh, which, by the way, like blots out the sun when I say this hand is large. Yes, <laughs> obviously the hand of God <laughs> and the CIA man. It reaches down and it snatches up uh, both Bartholomew and Sigurd. Um, it does try to go at Grog, but Grog dodges out of the <laughs> way just in time. 
And then Thealfi starts to stand up and Grok starts plummeting. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it, Thealfi! <laughs> Grok! Thealfi will reach down his other hand and catch you. <laughs> Motherfucking giant. Think you can own everything, grab whatever you want, just because you big. Thealfi, I thought you were going to kill me. What the hell, man? Hey, guys. God, your voice is loud. You're yes. so big. It is It is really bad, Thealfi. Are you here to see Thor? I haven't I seen, seen a, a, prince a Prince of Asgard in Jotunheim for a thousand years. Wait, is he already in Jotunheim? He's there now. Oh, fuck. fuck. Well, you know, we can just turn around now, I guess. No, we probably should still keep trying, right? I thought we were supposed to prevent him from going. Yeah, well, he's already there, so we need to get him out. I I mean, you know, we could just take long. Let's ask Sigurd. Sigurd? Sigurd definitely points and nods towards Jotunheim. He would like to go to Jotunheim, yes. See? <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, it, it, I told you we'd I, be I, able to communicate you know, with him. Just saying, there is always the option for taking just zero. Just real negative Nancy. I'm I told not you negative about the Nancy. I'm just saying, money. there is other things besides first place. Okay. Second place is the first leader. No fear. Falfi, put us down, please. Okay. Can you wait? Wait. Before you put us down, put us down as close to the city as possible so that we don't have to walk. Don't throw us. Don't, yes, no, that, that. Make sure you Do not don't. throw us. I heard about that little girl. <laughs> that, that was a really bad story, Falfi. It was a bad story to hear, man. It was a bad image. Uh, that was on for like a month. Intelligence agency, my ass. <laughs> we broke the DM. <laughs> The head of Jotunheim's uh, intelligence agency, I know how important privacy is, so I didn't listen to anything you just said. <laughs> that, that is the opposite of what we were hoping to hear from you, Falfi. Okay, okay Falfi. You just put, can you take us to the city, man? Would you like me to put you down at the head of the city or the central quarter? You guys went off in your tangent, so I interrupted you with Falfi's uh, thing. Uh, but to describe Jotunheim a little more, it, it's two circles. There's an inner circle wall and an outer circle wall. The outer circle is like the more merchant class and stuff like that. And you're going to see lots of shops and services available there and normal people. And then in the inner circle is going to be where like the leadership and stuff like that is. And that's probably where Thor is either is or is headed because he's an envoy from another city. Possibly. There is second option. Falfi, where is Whorehouse? Grog. Where is closest Whorehouse? What? No. No, Thor is we notorious. We talked about this, man. It's not for me. I'm just saying. Thor oh, is notorious. It's not you. you read in book. He loves women. Oh, I see what you're saying. He booze women. Oh. He likes to, like, kill goats. Are you just making that up as an excuse to go I'm to the Whorehouse? No, I read in book that he likes that and, like, he kills oh. goat, like, regularly and eats that. Point us to the nearest whorehouse in Jotunheim. Uh, Thalfi tells you that the whorehouses would be in that outer circle area. Um, also, uh, one of the reasons why I initially brought that up, although if you'd like to pursue the, the whorehouse angle, I'm down for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you guys have 4,000 gold. You don't have to go shopping, but if you'd like, you can. Thalfi gives you guys a wink and a nod, and he, he does. He just reaches out and bends over and like sets you down right in the bustling square of the Jotunheim mar Market District. To give you a feel for this city, the city is built for beings who are about nine feet tall, so everything's a little bit bigger for most people. It's a lot bit bigger for you guys. 
This place is entirely made out of stone. The most buildings and places you would have seen is just like in our world, lots of them would be wood in lots of places. In some places you would see stonework, but stonework would be kind of rare for regal places of worship or uh, castles, things like that. And they'd be made out of stone bricks. Every single thing in this city is made out of stone. Some of the buildings look like a single piece of marble where it's just etched and carved out of it. So there's no seams, there's no bricks, there's no, it is just a smooth, shimmering city of pristine stone. Grog shed the tear. It is beautiful. Even the streetlights and the glass of the windows appear to be some kind of quartz or crystal. This is what I have dreamed of my whole life. <laughs> this would actually be truly astonishing to you because as we've kind of alluded to, people aren't allowed here. The giants keep to themselves. They don't have any alliances. It's very kind of unusual that they've allowed a foreign envoy to come in. And that's why Thalfi was so excited because, and probably why he's near Jotunheim right now is because this is like a once in a millennia occurrence. I want to buy a large cloak and then get on top of Saigard's shoulders and cover us to make us look like one tall person. You guys want to head to a, a, a clothier? Yes. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yes, let's go to the clothier. The heads, I said this was circular, so there's like a main street that heads around the circle, so you can head down that causeway and everything's on your sides. Am I the first halfling ever in Jotunheim? It's very possible. I feel very honored. <laughs> I am first tiny giant. And I am first hairy giant. Hairy-footed. Come on, man. You guys make your way down the street a little bit. You see clearly marked as a place that they sell clothes. You know, not armor or weapons, but just finery. And you walk in... It's a haberdashery. It's a haberdashery, yes. This interior is completely carved out of stone. The pedestals that the clothes are sitting on are made of stone. The ones that are displayed on, like, mannequins are stone statues. Behind the counter at the back is... No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stone. Oh my god, you Are haven't seen any living people yet. Is the clothing <laughs> made of stone? Uh, the clothing is not. Are no. they giants or are they gargoyles? Are they like trolls where they turn to concrete during the day? Uh, no. Um, okay. You would know that that's not true of giants, or at least you never heard it to be true of giants. <laughs> it's a rumor I heard in a bar once. <laughs> racist. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a racist dive bar over in uh, Nippelheim. That's the one. Nippelheim? I no, I, I don't think that was right. Have we been drinking in Nippelheim? I mean, unless Nippelheim is the name of a bar, the plain of Nippelheim is the place where mortals don't go. Oh wait, we I did drink at that joint. one bar. Yeah, Nippelheim, no, not I Nippelheim. Nippelheim. That is where you were. You had your fifth child. In this oh, world, yeah, that's where Aaron was born. Yes, Shit. beautiful, lovely Aaron. That poor, poor bastard. I gotta get my. Well, I guess together. I mean you're. Kind of around. I guess they're not totally. I'm bastard. making money to, to support uh, them and their needs. I mean, Aaron's an artist. Anyway, hello, good merchant. You see this giant woman, and so when I say giant woman, you know, she's kind of like, they're not very distinct. They look very human. Um, they're just a bit taller than humans, and they do have this pale skin, though, that's almost on the line of blue. Um, this particular woman is covered in tattoos. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like a full sleeve up one side, and still something up her, <laughs> something up her neck. Funny you should ask. Let's let's find something out. I just rolled a luck check. Does that count? It fell out of the tower. <laughs> it rolled. All right, that's fair. Uh, I can do it again. No, 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 no. 
Okay, okay. Did I get a better roll? You got a much better roll. <laughs> I was rolling to see if she was already the mother of one of your children. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that went in my favor oh then my that God. she's not, right? So she's not. No, because if she was, everything was going to cost $3,000. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. I don't know if I had paid her recently. She did look a little familiar. Hello, kind merchant woman. My name is Grog Guzler Esquire. And I am here to purchase elegant cloak for meeting with Prince. She goes, ah, yes, Esquire, a fancy man I see we have here. Yes, I am like surgeon with words. Well, you've come to the right place because here we'll dress you up without dressing you down. Oh, shit, that is real catchy. I like it. Please dress me up. You mentioned that you might be interested in a cloak. She, she kind of eyeballs you. I don't want it hemmed. No, listen to me. I want it full length of, of what would be eight and a half, nine, nine oh. foot tall person. Oh, yes, yes. No, I was just trying to think of... I, I think I have something special that might fit you. I'm not... I don't mean fit you your size. I understand your request. <laughs> I mean more of like your whole thing that you've got going on. No, I've got the you. Si- it, it, the six-inch haunting grin, the bow that's also <laughs> as tall as you. You know, it, 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 is, it is like whole aesthetic. Yes. Uh, so she goes to the back and she pulls out two options for you. I will let you choose what they look like, but mechanically, this is what you can choose between. Have a cloak that allows you to breathe underwater and have a swimming speed of 60 feet. Or a cloak that makes you appear as if you're standing in a location near where you're standing, but not actually where you're standing. That one. <laughs> Shadow Jutsu. Absolutely that one. <laughs> so, Grog, uh, for 750 gold, you have purchased a cloak of displacement. That is it pretty cool. It sounds right up my six-inch green. <laughs> oh, God, terrifying. Bartholomew, I'll, give you the, I'll say this to you, which is that you can buy the other cloak she has, or if you had something else in mind, if you're like, I, what, what armor is around? What weapons are around? If you have something in mind... Well, I feel like my armor might need a little something-something. Okay. But the cloak does sound kind of cool. Just remember that whatever happens now, you had my sloppy seconds for the first time in our relationship. <laughs> did, did that feel good? It did. It really did. To right be in front of her? You. you know I was going to ask her out. I just needed someone else to know because, I mean, Sigard can't speak. So... Sigard is leaning up on the counter, just really chatting up this this shopkeeper, and she seems to she gives a little giggle. She seems to be into it. I don't understand. Are they speaking in sign language? Is he just? Are they telepathically speaking to one another? No, he's just like you know, he's just like touching her ear and like oh doing little magic God. tricks. Like he pulls a coin out from behind her. She's like, laughs. wow, <laughs> he's getting it. That's really fucking God lame. Damn it, Sigurd. He looks like he drops the coin, but what he picks up is a rose. Wow. <laughs> That's this actually is, uh, pretty good. Nah, he deserves this one. That was good. I'm not going to Aren't lie. Are we looking am, for his wife? I am very impressed, but yes, we are looking for his Sigurd. wife. No, you know where she is. She's trapped in hell. Oh, well, yeah. I thought right. she was trapped inside I guess it, of him. I guess she's kind of dead then, and it's death to us part. This is why you were silenced. This, is, this was cursed. You're probably right. You were playboy. That is what happened. Ma'am. Sigurd shuffles, <laughs> shuffles away in shame. Ma'am, do you have any uh, special armor or weapons? Condoms? Maybe, for sale apparently god damn it maybe some magic condoms Anything? i i don't have any magic condoms okay. no um i don't sell weapons and armor but if you go out you'll find some shops right right outside they'll be quite apparent 
How much was that other cloak? That one would be 500 gold. That's a fair bargain, madam. I appreciate this. Uh, I'll, I'll buy that. You buy it? Yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Cloak of the Manta Ray? That sounds cool. Is what this is... made out of real Manta Ray? God, I just had the weirdest, grossest thought, which is that it's just a Manta Ray. It's it just is a floppy, just a Manta it's just Ray? It's just a floppy, gross, leathery. <laughs> is it still moist? It feels moist. Did someone else wear this, ma'am? It's got, I don't it's know if like, this is worth 500 It's like the costume Angel Wings, where he just slides his arms into like the little loops. And it's like on his back, like a backpack. I mean, it's a very ornate manta ray. Look- These are like essentially for a nine foot tall person. So they are, if you wear them individually, oh God, that's a big man. They are ray. like wedding gown trains behind you. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys walk to the next shop, Sigurd with each hand will hold up each of your trains. There we go. Each of your dress trains. It is beautiful. <laughs> no, but I wanted to get on your shoulders so that we can look like can one. Just, like hold us in his palms? one person that is very tall. Oh, that's right. He's trying to be a giant with him. Yeah, you guys can do that. Okay, and then they hold me in the other hand in one of the hands but i got the cloak so it looks like i'm just like a head in his hand that wants to buy wares so you guys go out at just like that um you guys both roll me charisma rolls <laughs> eight ten uh, if it was bad everyone's gonna point out how weird it was it's kind of middling so there no one even gives a shit they're just <laughs> they're, just, they're busy you guys, shopping you guys walk out and look around like how proud you guys are and and no one gives a fuck uh, <laughs> they just do not engage in any way hello wonderful world of giants i am home i thought we'd get a little breakneck for this sick outfit man but i guess not um you guys walk up to I make a double of myself there are two of me <laughs> Actually, I think it's even weirder than that. I don't think it's a double. I think it looks like you are standing two feet from where you are, and you you don't see you where you I, are. I, I turn think. it off and back on again, and have me go back and forth. Ex- Look at what I so, can do. Then just the head of this person. <laughs> God damn it! You're now in the other hand. I'm in this hand. You're in this hand, and on top. <laughs> oh no! This is your time. We should turn this into a magic legal here. This is yes, how we ma- could make money. These guys. Wait, I, we are frig- we, Thor. We have to go find Thor. We're still shopping, Grog. I guess. Okay, so you guys head up to what you see as a weapon shop. As you guys walk in the door, guys, give me a perception check. 19. Nat 1. Grog gets dizzy again from being on shoulders. And Grog is off. feeling a little woozy, on, especially as Sigurd makes the turn to walk into the shop. But, Bartholomew, before you actually step into the shop, you clock an, like an orcish woman behind you who seems to be focused on you guys like as a group and is kind of watching and you kind of notice that she moved forward and then she stopped and did the thing where it looks like she's looking at something but she stopped specifically when you did and you kind of got the impression that she was behind you from the other shop and did that a couple times she does not she is now not moving towards you right now she's an orcish woman you know muscle and tusks for days uh (laughs) (laughs) Bartholomew, stop stalling and get in here. And she has a bow on her back as well. And the bow does look kind of like the special bow that Grog has. Okay. Well, Bartholomew runs into the shop and shuts the door behind him. He turns around and he says, Grog, I think we're being followed by some sort of orc woman. I think that I have some sort of motion sickness that involves being over six feet tall. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's very good for your dizziness, but that's... Uh, it is uh, really, really painful to my insides on many levels because one of my goals is to be giant. So if I get dizzy at heights, how is that going to happen? I, I don't know, buddy, but for real, this this lady has a bow just like yours. I mean, lots of people have bows. There I are mean, it is it is place people hunt. Don't you think it's weird that it's an orc woman? She's kind of hot, and she's got a bow just like yours, but she's bigger. She's taller. Should I roll to see if I know who this this rings a bell of some kind? This bow that you have, this oath bow, is clearly a special magical weapon. How do you think he came by it? Some sort of, like, order of archers, I suppose. It's where he trained to be a, uh, arcane archer. This woman's part of that order. I do not know of what orc woman you speak of, but if she has bow that looks like mine, then she is not someone to be fucked with. Uh, they are called the Gloom Walkers, and they are an order... Excuse me? They are an order of semi-magical archers who say that their job is to maintain a certain balance and order. So they're not like assassins or thieves. They do kill and steal sometimes, but it is for some like, you know, think of orders like... Like Robin Hood. Like, yeah, they, they are they are a bit outside the law, but they are fighting not for evil means or control or power or money. They are trying to, they have some political aim or some like natural order aim that quite frankly is pretty unclear to anyone who's not directly in the order. Okay. But most people don't think they're evil. Yeah. So do you think we should confront her? Absolutely not, unless you want to lose okay, tip of no. penis. Well, I would like to buy some armor or weapons to fight her if we have to, I guess. So let's see what this shop has to offer. Oh, shopkeeper. So uh, this smith comes out from the back. Uh, they look like that they have been smelting some shit. Uh, is that what the kids are calling it these days? You can see that the whole workshop is in the back, though. The front is relatively clean and clear. So they come out, and they're, they're nice, fancy shops made out of marble and stuff like that. They are contrasted by that by being pretty dirty as they kind of step through the... The threshold, they kind of catch it, and they almost trip a little bit, and they catch themselves on the countertop. They reach over to shake your hand. Meanwhile, they knock a sword off the counter, and it falls and hits the ground. Jesus. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, hi, guys. What can I help you with? Uh, I was looking for any sort of projectile weapons before this possible sword assassin. sword just became a projectile weapon. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, sorry about that. I, uh, I'm just a little clumsy, that's all. Yeah, you've been smelting today, huh? Wink, wink. You see, just... <laughs> Black rings around his nose. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is concerning. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, how, uh, what kind of projectile weapons you have? And make it, make it snappy. I think this I think lady's he's coming to kill us. He's going to make it snappy. He is moving kind of fast. Does he Tweaky. have the same shadow jutsu you do? He's like. Zipping. I don't know, but his hand is shaking just ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Maybe it's Saigard. May, maybe he eye, makes people uncomfortable. Keep an eye out with for that lady, un- man. Earthly silence. I mean, I'm not really one for uh, such things that go up your nostrils. One of my wives was really into it. And it just... Yes, I remember the third one. Yeah. That is the one that you Marcia. had twins. Oh, God. Yes. That is the twins Tom one. Tom and Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so they tell you that they don't really have like a bow or a crossbow, but what they do have is they can sell you a bundle of javelins which you can throw and they do have javelins imbued with a little bit of elemental energy so what you can do is choose these javelins will deal 
the piercing damage and an additional 1d6 of whatever elemental damage you purchase. 100 gold each javelin. I have a question while he is shopping for his elemental javelins. Is there a possible way for you to imbue something with elemental magic? Yeah, I, I can take it in the back and I can, uh, I can pound some magic into it. I have this uh, special flail. As you see here, he pulls out flail. It has, it has uh, ability to pop in half and become two single-handed flails. And I wanted it to be imbued with, um, let's call it, I like electric. Uh, let's do some lightning energy. If you want it to work on both of them as one-handed, then you'll need to buy it twice. And we'll do 100 gold each. And if that, what it'll do is that you add 1d6 lightning damage to your attacks now. Sounds perfect. All right. And are you able to imbue my dancing sword with elemental magic? Sure. That'd just be another 100 gold for that, then. All right. I will take that as well. Now, if we meet Thor, I have something in common with him because he has Molnir, and now I have Flail that also has power of lightning. Ooh. I didn't even think about it like that. That was a good choice, but... Right? That is what I I thought. It was my goal. Mine will be Flailnior. Flailnior. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> really just rolls off the tongue. It is. It is a wonderful fla- Flailnior. Hey, shopkeep, are we looking real cool and rad and dangerous now with our new stuff? Come roll me a performance check. <laughs> Ten. Twenty-seven. Hot damn. I'm sorry, Grog. No one sees you. <laughs> <laughs> For they are too busy watching Bartholomew. <laughs> The lightning energy crackling off of his dancing sword. Imagine a pirouette kind of. Just like, kind of makes him glow. <laughs> like almost. He-Man when he's like transforming, he's like spinning with his sword up. You know? Yeah. Like that. My manta ray also is channeling the electricity because Flopping it's a dead animal. <laughs> Grog uses yeah. press the digitation to make sound of fart. The shopkeeper just stumbles back in wordlessly <laughs> mouths. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently wow, I just shop- spent twelve hundred. It should be a wow. Thank you. The shopkeeper's name is Owen Wilson. Okay. You guys heading out? I guess so. This was a, a hey, don't now- forget about that lady. She's out there somewhere. Well, if she us. wants to kill us, she will do it. Shouldn't you like try and see what she wants? She's from your clan. I mean, if she has bow of our order, then you know either. The time will come where she approaches us, or she will try to kill us. So, so it's just one or the other. You it don't is want to one or the other. I, eventually, she will come to us. Just a go-forward man. No looking back, huh? Uh, you guys are debating by the front door of the shop. The door opens, and it's the woman. <laughs> Hello, fine orc woman. I have just explained to my friend here that you would be approaching us. Are you here to kill me or talk to me? I am here on mission. She looks over to Bartholomew. This one smells of sex and sadness. (laughs) Yes, that is absolutely correct. You have astute nose. But do I look good right now? (laughs) He flourishes again. (laughs) Never have I seen such a sight. Hi. I repeat my initial question. Are you here to kill me? I am Roskva. It's lovely to meet you, Roskva. Do you have any relation to my young little friend here? Do you always ask name and not say your name? I'm very sorry. He is very, very... Uh, what is the word I am looking for? Rude. I am seeing. He leaves trail of wanton lovers in his wake. Really? (laughs) Has been a while since I have been, how you say, wrecked. (laughs) 
Bartholomew blushes. I think I have finally answered my first question. He looks back up with the most sultry face he can. Are you here for me? Him or him? I point it at Bartholomew and then Sigurd, respectively. Me, him, or him? I am here on mission. Thor has brought with him man from this church, this Staventry. This man, he will cause great harm to the city. We must kill him. We have heard a uh, a legendary story of such tale that would happen from Crotchwraith. She came through portal created by Jizrock and then told us <laughs> that <laughs> uh, Sigurd's just nodding, like yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and told, told us head. that Thor would bring destruction to all of of Giant City. Yes, this is cryptic bullshit but yes he come with man who cause harm so if your mission like <laughs> if, if if your mission is to is to kill this man our mission is to uh prevent thor from doing any harm to city so it looks like we have reached an agreement and are uh, uh now part of a team he sticks his hand out <laughs> she shakes your hand she her hand is much larger than yours she has to bend down a bit but she's we good. do the the secret gloom walker handshake pound turn around like. do you want to describe what that is <laughs> give us a description please they do that thing where they like grab palms and then like slide out and then they both turn around and do a circle and pull their bows out ah yes. oh yes it is like old days <laughs> Bardalami goes up to Roskva and asks for her hand so he can give it a tender kiss. You know, she is a stoic woman, but she does seem to be affected. <laughs> there will be plenty of time for, for more of your shenanigans. I don't know what word I was looking for at first. That's a good word for that's, it, though. That is a good way of it putting it. always makes me giggle, that word. But uh, we, we, must, we must go find this Staventry member. Let's do this together. She's like responding to Grog, but she never looks away from Bartholomew. And she just says, yes, we'll have my prize later. And she's just <laughs> very much not what I expected today. And, uh, let's, let's, let's go, let's go, Sigurd. You guys head out. Um, Sigurd looks kind of upset by this. <laughs> Bartholomew skips jauntily out of the... <laughs> Uh, and you guys just head towards, so you guys, remember tell you there are two circles in this town. I do have a one question for her. How do you feel about the number nine? I have no strong feelings. <laughs> okay, because you could be number nine. Just remember, he has eight other previous <laughs> wives <laughs> with children. Uh, wow. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Can I do a counter persuasion with just my eyes? Yes. 17. 26. Roskva, you can tell, is a smart woman. She heard what you said. But she knows what she's getting. But she... <laughs> she looks over at Bartholomew and his... The little gleam in his eyes. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said that with my eyes. I heard that with my ears. <laughs> she doesn't even have to justify it. She can just tell that it worked on you, too. So she's just like, yeah. It's worth it. So you guys, as you guys turn into the center part of the city, being erected are these two... They're giant logs that have been sharpened into points, but they're they're massive. They're like whole tree trunks. And they're being laid 
diagonally across each other, forming these these X's. There's two huge ones that now stick over most of the smaller buildings in this city, so you can see them even as you're rounding the corner. Um, you recognize these as symbols of the Staventry. These these are staves that they're putting up. These are like ceremonial. You you would have seen these in Midgard. Midgard being a city that fully embraces this faith, the only city that fully embraces this faith. So if you guys keep going in, what you'll see also is a stave priest. Is it the same one? It's not the same one. Um, this... Hello, my name is Grog Guzler Esquire. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> uh, he is a little bit on the other side of a crowd. Damn. <laughs> I am introducing he's... myself to the crowd. You're just talking to someone's ass. Yes. <laughs> so, sir, I need you to move aside. <laughs> just real quick, you guys see... So this is kind of mirroring how you guys came upon the town before, except instead of this little platform with these stockades on it, what you see is this massive crowd of these people from of these giants from Jotunheim, and then a larger stage when it's both sides uh, bookended by these giant stave statues that they've erected out of wood, um, which stand out because none of this town is made out of wood. It's a 100% stone. And on this little platform, you see this young priest guy, uh, he is dressed in the garnet and gold of this order, but he is not, he's not, he doesn't have a flowing robe like the other guy did. He seems much younger, much less formal, and he gives up this kind of youth pastor vibe. And he's addressing the crowd, and he's like, So guys, what if I told you the coolest thing around is human ingenuity? <laughs> what if I told you guys that magic is all around us. It's in everything we do. The real magic is in here. And you see as he gestures over, Thor steps out and the guy taps on Thor's chest. That's where the magic is, guys. That's where the magic is. And Thor casts like hellish rebuke on the guy that burns his fingers. No, this is magic, man. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd like claps and goes wild. They kind of sort of begin to wrap up. Like the people start hollering questions and stuff at them and they kind of walk off and go towards the palace. Yes, hello, Prince Thor. It is me, Grog Guzler Esquire. Am I supposed to know that name, little man? You may not now, but it will be a name that you will never forget. I promise you that. Uh, this is my fine friend, Bartholomew Biggins, and this man Your right Highness. here is Saigar is, is Sigar. Holy shit! Thor runs over, little bro, and he grabs him and gives him a big hug. Sigurd seems to not very much enjoy this. Like, Sigurd is tall, Thor is even taller, and Sigurd is just kind of like a normal build, but Thor is muscly as fuck. He's ripped, and he just picks his brother up, squeezes him, and shakes him around. It was very rude of you to leave. Mother's been upset for years. But how the hell have you been? Sigurd tries to start speaking, but no words are coming out. You see, we have run into a problem, Sir Prince Mr. Thor. We were with him, and Sigurd unfortunately got in trouble with these, these people that you are affiliating with. They had him locked up, and they were going to behead him uh, for use of magic. I uh, don't know if you know that he has magic now. No, he never had the gift that the rest of us had. Uh, but that is also why he is silent. Uh, whatever has happened to him has cursed him with the forever uh, shut up. Not the forever shut up. The forever shut up. 
He, he looks at his brother said, I'm so sorry. And then he gives him a little bit of a noogie. Also, we are here because there has been some kind of, of prophecy? What 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 did we hear? There was a weech. There was not a weech. The- Thor grabs the hammer off the side. Where? No, no, no. no. Not, not alive. We took care we, of we, Well, we, 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 we took, took care, care of, of one. Oh. One of the wraiths killed the other wraith, and then we killed the wraith that killed the other wraith. So wraith take- aside, you say. Wraith, yes. And we died at least once in the process. Sounds I might like a hearty adventure. Died twice. Invite me next time, guys. Well, Ab- we had to well, come find you. We did. That. We did. Um, Sigurd, why the hell didn't you tell me? Sigurd opens his mouth. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of pain. Apparently, he points at the stav staven person. Guy just listening the whole time. Yeah, he's right there. Uh, yeah, this person right there. is uh, apparently going to destroy the city. Two things happen. One, Roskva does put her hand on your shoulder, sort of kind of trying to quietly signal that maybe she knows a little bit more, maybe you guys should talk about it. Thor does respond, though, and he just goes, this fine man's been traveling with me for the last two weeks. Uh, He's actually really nice. I don't know why Dad wants to support a faith that doesn't support magic when we use magic, but he's a nice guy. I mean, he's real fun to be around. You should come hang out with us. Absolutely. That sounds like a wonderful idea. I would like to get to know this man that you think is wonderful. Bartholomew right. kind of like takes a back seat and asks Rasfa, Hey, hey, do you think this is going to be a dangerous situation? We have collected intel. Yes. This priest man, he, how you say, suck Thor until Thor shriveled and small. <laughs> Excuse me? He, he take his power like... He drained power. He is like succubus. Ah, he, but man, incubus. Incubus. Yes, yes, this is word. Gotcha. Distracted by your beauty, I am. I understand, Roxfa. I lose all sense of. It's a curse. Purpose almost. Also a blessing. Why? Why am I in this order when? When there's so much more out there. I did not know before this day. <laughs> it's all right, Roxfa. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. <laughs> But maybe we should focus on this. <laughs> Cut back to me. Are we going? We're going to hang out with them. Uh, yeah, Thor is inviting you along, and uh, this guy Thor introduces you to him. Uh, this is uh, this is Ewan. Um, Ewan is with the Staventry. Hello, Ewan. My name is Grog Guzler, Esquire. Bartholomew bows. He says, Bartholomew. Uh, Ewan like takes a knee. Just it looks so condescending. Hey, little guys. Not okay. Aren't you two just the cutest? Don't say the C word. He said the C word. <sighs> just, just try and brush it off, Grog. Just you know don't. what? If I ever said if I was, if I ever heard the C word one more time, you know what I was going to do? Don't blow our cover yet. You know what? I'm not going to do it because we are in the presence of a prince. We don't care for that word, sir. If you wouldn't mind. Oh my! I'm, that is I'm one so four-letter C word we don't like. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come on, you bunch of cunts. And he had some. <laughs> <laughs> so they lead you into the palace. So the palace is, I mean, the city is already gorgeous and glittering with marble. Um, the palace is actually like impossible to do arrangement of stone working here. There is like alabaster stone just swirling with jade that is swirling with marble. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Mr. Uh, the priest man? Priest man. Uh, Ewan. Ewan. Oh, uh, what kind of stuff you into? I'll tell you what I'm into, little bud. Oh. oh. 
I'm into proving what great we can do when we're just close to God and not relying on the mysticism of Niflheim. This magic is, is covering up what we're truly capable of. It's a band-aid, a salve, a crutch, if you will. Imagine what we could achieve if we all started from the same place and just used our own manpower. So, in your version of everything, this palace that we are standing in right now, you would tear it down? It's an abomination against nature, yes. Okay, now I just wanted to see where we were at. Oh, that, that checks out. That Okay, why are we here? Why, why are... <laughs> that, that leads me to this question. Can I sense any magic from the priest after she told me that? Are you just doing an, like, an arcana check or using a spell? What are you, how, well, how are you doing to, this? I wanted to possibly use Dispel Magic if he's like still currently draining Thor. If you cast Dispel Magic on him, he is going to know you cast Dispel Magic Okay, on him. so I'll just hold off on that. Well, Asgard wanted to make an alliance with Jotunheim for a very long time, and Jotunheim doesn't really see visitors from anywhere, but... We used our reach to get a little inside contact, and we told the king of Asgard, uh, Odin, that we could arrange this meeting with Thor and the giants. And we are really just trying to expand and spread our message to as many people as possible, including Jotunheim. He boops your nose. The next time you do that, you will lose that finger. He just looks at his finger and puts it away. (laughs) (laughs) So you are just here as a middleman between... Asgard and Jodenheim. That's correct. And it also gives us the opportunity to spread our word here. It's not for nothing for sure. He leans over to Bartholomew. I don't like this person. Yeah, me neither, but it's okay. Grog leans back. I don't like this person. (laughs) (sighs) To be honest, I don't know why you two specifically are here. And he just like eyeballs you guys real wide. (laughs) We are here because there has been prophecy that there will be destruction in this city. It is my understanding that somehow that involves you. And I just wanted you to know that if it comes down to it, I plan on murdering you. He does not speak for our group entirely. (laughs) Without breaking eye contact from Grog, (laughs) this man stands up. He walks over to Thor, whispers something in Thor's ear. Thor just walks away. And he says, you want to take this outside? I thought you would never ask. (laughs) God damn it, Grok. (laughs) Flailnir. He pulls his flails flails out. Let's get it on the beach. Uh, I will say that he does attempt to take it actually physically outside of the palace. Do you allow that to happen or do you insist on fighting in the palace? Okay. I am not the one to destroy a work of art as, as this marvel beauty that is before me full of jade swirls. This may be the only combat we've ever done that you guys are going to walk into instead of just surprisingly roll for initiative. But yeah, you guys walk outside. <laughs> you guys set up a fucking duel, essentially. Are we just watching the duel Make between them? Make a ring them? around us. Make that a is ring up to you. Um, Bardalmu, you can certainly just be a part of the fight with Sigurd and all of you, or you, if you want to try to see how it goes for a round, that's up to you. I yell over to Sigurd, though. Go find your brother and bring him back. I don't know where he went, but I am concerned. Sigurd nods and he heads off back into the palace. Bardalamu, go with Sigurd. Okay. I will be here with, with your ninth wife. Me and her, we're going to tag team this motherfucker. Are we splitting? We're splitting up. Is that what you guys want to do? 
I don't know. I'm worried about what's going to happen with Thor when we're not around. This guy's a demon <laughs> that sucks the energy out of Thor. I think he has control over him. I don't know if there's a way you're going to fight him and not die. Well, I don't think Sigurd is going to be able to fight his brother alone. I guess that's a good point. All right, I'll go with Sigurd, see if we have to fight Thor. Don't die. Roxva, my love, don't let Grog die. If he'll do this for you. <laughs> I know you will, baby. All right, so we're splitting up. Let's everyone roll initiative. 17. Seven. Shit, since it was set up, you guys just walk up on this little stage that he was, Ewan was giving his presentation to. You have these epic statues. It looks like a Mortal Kombat stage. Like, you have these big pillars on the sides, and you guys are standing on each end. Bardalamu, you guys talked. He heads back into the palace, which is where Thor is and where Sigurd is. And Grog, you go first. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what you're doing here. All I care is that now you are my mortal foe. Your he bow. quickly whispers to his bow, a swift death to those who have wronged me. I declare Ewan my mortal enemy. So now I have advantage on all attacks with him using my bow. Yes. Uh, so and, and you add 3d6 to the damage. 3d6 to the damage when I hit him, yes. Grog is going to back up a few feet, uh, about as far back as he can, I guess. Uh, Grog knocks back an arrow and he leans over and he whispers to it Catch me if you can And he lets loose grasping arrow When the arrow strikes its target Grasping poisonous brambles Which wrap around the target uh, The creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 poison damage Its speed is reduced by 10 feet And it takes 2d6 slashing damage The first time on each of its turns When it moves one foot or more Roll me an attack roll. 18. That hits? Yes! Add up all that fucking damage that you're doing. Give me give me your final number, because you are doing you're doing magic shot damage, you're doing piercing damage, you are doing Yep, it's a bunch of shit. Alright, so the regular bow damage is seven plus nine plus another eight. That's a lot of... Plus 10? Plus another 10 for Sharpshooter. Oh my god. And you want to know what's really fun? That was only the first arrow. (laughs) 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 Because right coming after following it is another arrow. Nat fucking 20. Grog just starts unleashing this hail of arrows that just is devastating. Like, vines legit rip out of the first one and just start poisoning this man. So that's 21 damage plus another nine. It's devastating what happens to this person. Uh, Ewan looks very... He's obviously got his sights on you. Vines are just holding him in place, and he looks stunned by this, but... He still hasn't broken eye contact. I smile my full six inches. I'm not going to make the same mistake you did. And he snaps his fingers, and six knights from the Staventry come three on either side of the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. All six of them will go on the same initiative. Hot damn. And they all clearly look ready for battle. They are watching this guy who seems to be the one who led them here, and they all withdraw their swords. That makes it Roskva's turn. Roskva, we have really stepped in it this time. 
She is going to give you the help action. The next time you go, Grog, you have advantage, which is what using the help action is. But because of her special ability, you will also deal an additional 2d6 damage on your next attack. And she will too. Meaning when she attacks next, she has to wait a turn now. But you both have that buff for the next time you guys attack. Two, plus 2d6 piercing damage. Or it's whatever the damage would be originally. It's it's the same type of damage. Right. This is called coordinated strike. So what she does is she pulls out her bow. She nods at you, Grog. We have dealt with the worse. This is very true. Inspirational. You won't die today, my love. <laughs> uh, it's your turn now, Bartholomew. Um, so you are by the door of the palace. Now, Sigurd did go inside. Yeah. He cannot see this or hear this. But you can. I give Grog an inspiration dice. I chuck Ooh, it at him. So beautiful. I'll be back as soon as I can, Grog. I'm going to get Thor. We're going to unspell him or whatever. And we'll be back to fight these motherfuckers. When you come back, there will be nothing left but the lake of blood. Hopefully not your blood. No, that it's theirs. That is what I meant. Okay. Their blood. Very savage. If it is my blood, then you probably won't come back because they will kill us and then come to you. True. <laughs> Can I give one to Rox? Rox. You can. So what happens is I blow a kiss separately to both Grog and to Roxva, and when they catch it, it's an inspiration dice. I go. Like that. <laughs> she, she shudders. <laughs> Does Grog shudder too a little bit? Just which, a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> Stay alive, my precious angels. It I is shall only because return. I have heard you sing. And Bartholomew heads inside. I'm running as fast as possible. Okay, so you can head in the direction that you know that that Thor had walked away when you guys were still inside the palace. So roll me a pure luck check. Five. Five. (laughs) You turn the corner, you just see like a hallway full of doors. You do not know where they went. (laughs) I would like to cast Locate Object on Mjolnir. So Fine I move, may, sir. Fine oh, move. So I may locate where Thor is. Okay, so... So I sense the object's locate... The direction to the object's location. You feel little magical GPS just... Or like radar, like dings. <laughs> as you get closer and are moving in the right direction, it dings faster and faster. And then you come to a door. Thor is inside, passed out. And Sigurd is trying to wake him. Can I sense that magic is what's keeping him asleep? You can roll me an arcana or medicine check. 11. You know it probably has something to do with his energy being drained and possibly will ebb and flow with the power of the person who had been draining his power. And the fact that maybe he's fighting right now has interrupted that. I have a spell... A little ditty known as Dispel Magic. Will that do anything for this? You don't know for sure, but you know that, like, this might be an innate ability and not, like, a magical spell cast, at least. You would kind of know that much, that it, that an Incubus would be draining its power because that's an innate thing that it does, not because it keeps casting spells on it. Hmm. Sigar is trying to wake him up as he already, like, slapped him a couple times. Sigar's, like, tapping on his chest and, like, pushing him and, like, nudging him and... Bartholomew jumps on his chest and smacks him straight across the face. Wake up, Thor! Just give me an attack roll? 24. Uh, you slap Thor and he sparks with magical energy, his own magical energy, and he pops, oh, what the? I'm not quite sure, but I think the guy you've been involved with has you some under some sort of spell or some sort of curse, sir. 
you just walked away and passed out, and right now Grog's fighting him. He seems to get really angry, and then also, though, something kind of tugs at him. His anger seems to immediately die down, and he goes, Well, now, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for this. And you see anger. It seems like he's combating some pole inside of him. Uh, which does bring us all the way around to Grog again. Grog, you are standing side by side with Roskva, and you guys have coordinated strike buff on you right now. So if you make an attack, you'll get a bonus. But you have, there are three stave knights on, on your right and three stave knights on your left. And across from you is a very riddled with vines, Ewan, uh, the priest. Grog continues to keep eye contact with Barbie because he's covered in barbs. Uh, that pun just punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I knock back another arrow and I aim it directly at his heart and I just whisper, flat true, sweet arrow. He's still my mortal foe. I'm still going to take a uh, negative five to the damage roll. I still have advantage on the roll. <laughs> and if you hit, you add 5d6. That's from your bow and from... Yeah. Her helping you. Her thing. <laughs> a 14. Oh, you miss. No. You, you and who can barely move from the vines manages to like sink deeper into them to avoid the arrow. <laughs> like go, a turtle going into a shell. Ah, uh, even with advantage. That was another 14. Ah. Uh, Why don't you leave this for the, for the adults, little man? Oh, you piece of shit. It was he, a warning shot. He looks over to Roscoe. He's like, me and your mom will handle this one. <laughs> oh. You know what, motherfucker? I'm going to action surge. <laughs> uh, Grog is using action surge and a fighter ability that allows him essentially to go again. <laughs> <laughs> what? So there we go. 25. That hits. <laughs> Deal some damage. <laughs> so many 35 on the first arrow good so. god there we go so that's like 27 after the minus 5 still <laughs> after he says that he does peek back up and you just nail him <laughs> and, ah! <laughs> All right. and now it's like whack-a-mole he just goes back into the pile of vines <laughs> but you can still see the arrow still <laughs> sticking out of them a little bit yes <laughs> That was, that would have been 30. When he rears his head from this pile of vines again, he's looking pretty fucked up. Did the arrows hit him in the face? I mean, I did kind of flavor say that, but obviously they couldn't actually. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd kill him. <laughs> so he is still a human. As far as you can tell, he's not some other dimensional kind of incubus. Well, he's about to die. I told you the first two were warning shots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he is... Fucked up. <laughs> um, he just starts leeching back into the vines, and he goes, I'm not afraid of you or anything. <laughs> and, and he looks at the knights, and they start closing in around you, too. <laughs> and so three of them are going to take attacks on Grog, and three of them are going to take attacks on Roskva. Uh, so three are going to take attacks at Grog first. They rolled a 24, a 16, and a 12. I'm pretty sure only the 24 hits. If you're talking for me, then yes. Yes, for Grog. The one that hits deals 13 damage. 
So they come at you. Three of them start swinging their swords at you. You manage to dodge out of the way at two. One makes contact. The other three start attacking Roskva. Two of those three of them hit. And Roska takes 25 damage. Um, she's still okay, but that is a that is a noticeable amount of her health, it would seem. Uh, and then that makes it Ewan's turn. You can't even see him. He is just buried in the vines, and he is not going to attempt to break out of the vines. They just stop him from moving, correct? They don't stop him from acting entirely? Correct. Okay. He's not going to try to move, and he's not going to try to break out. He's going to recede into the vines, be buried, and you're going to hear him just sort of call out... I was going to save this one for a big show tomorrow when Thor participated in the demonstration of his might, but since you have brought us to this juncture, I guess there's no time like the present. And he holds a hand out of the vines, and the two stave pillars, those big carved uh, wood statues that they brought up, an energy begins to glow above the spikes at the top. And it starts to seem to be sucking in energy from all around you. It looks like dirt and sand is being pulled away from the buildings, these magical marble buildings. Black holes. And it it does kind of look like that, like it's being sucked into a black hole. It's almost like all of these all this stonework is being broken down into sand and being sucked towards this these two center points. You guys are now in essentially like a sandstorm. So at the beginning of each person's turn, they're going to take 1d4 damage unless they find something that covers them from the side. So that is what you see from out here. All of this sand and stuff seeming to rip off the buildings and swirl around and vortex into these two center points of power, seeming to be commanded by Ewan. And we're going to then cut to Roskva. Shit, it's painful. Sand hurts when it gets into crevices. This is my least favorite part of beach. She is trying to still aim her bow and she's gonna try to shoot at one of the guards. Um, She will successfully do that, but it's really hard. The sand is in her eyes and she does take three piercing damage from the sandstorm around her. And she's gonna make an attack on, she lets loose an arrow using the coordinated strike that you had started just last turn. She rolled a four, so she misses. Uh, the swirling sand takes her arrow away. That's a big old whiff. I have failed. It is okay. I failed my first time too. I think we die. <laughs> there is a high probability at this point. And then it's Bardolomew's turn. Bardolomew, as we cut inside the palace, you see the palace start to deteriorate. Roll an arcana check. 18. As a practitioner of magic, you didn't really feel this before, but now that the building... You, by the way, from inside this building, this building is ripping apart and being sucked away from you. You don't know why. It's very fucking weird. But I can tell some (laughs) magic might be afoot. Well, what you can tell is the material that's ripping apart and being sucked in this place. The reason why it's not actually... It's hurting you guys, but it's not killing you immediately is because this material... There's something strange and magical about it. The stone itself is magical. And this maybe isn't so much like a destruction spell. Maybe the magic itself is being removed. And this building might be more of an illusion than something that was created or built. As powerful of a dispelling as this seems to be, could undo this city entirely. The city seems to be built off of illusions and magic. Big wooden machine going Is Thor gonna follow me to where they're at? Uh, so let me roll something for Thor and see if he can get control. He seems to be battling back and forth between whatever this 
control this person has over him right. and himself. So let's see if he can just... We need to destroy the yeah, magic. Yeah, he, he rolled really well. Um, Thor, at least for the moment, is like, oh, he's got his senses about him enough. And he grabs Mjolnir and he goes, what fresh hell is going on? I'm not sure what's happening right now, but we need to go outside and deal with this. There's magic afoot, Thor. Okay, so you guys start running towards outside. And as you pass through, you see the hall, this very fancy palatial hallway. Hey, I used the word palatial in two you campaigns. Uh, <laughs> wow. You also have magic wooden Roombas. As you guys run through, you see that you're starting to see underneath this illusion. It's not that the city doesn't exist at all. It's just that it's not as fancy as it looks. This oh. looks kind of look just kind of like a hall. Like it's it's becoming less majestic and it's looking just like like a like a decent size hall. It's a it's a respectful building. It's just not it's still made for giants. It is not quite what it looks like. It's it actually doesn't tunnel. seem like it's made for giants. Actually, it's a bit smaller than that. And in fact, Bartholomew, you and Sigurd and Thor as you're running out, you see a, a giant diplomat walking through the hallway, and as you pass him, he starts to, to dissipate and be sucked backwards. And what's left underneath this illusion surrounding him is he's a dwarf. And you look around, and any giant you see walking around is having this illusion sucked away. And they're all dwarfs. And that's where we'll end our session. Wait a second. <laughs> God damn it. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's a good clip. Uh, um, there's a big fight raging outside. And whatever magic is holding this illusion together is going away. Jotunheim isn't looking so much like the Jotunheim you've been told it is. And maybe there's other reasons why people aren't allowed Giant in the city. conspiracy. <laughs> oh, I freaking told you. I don't know. Maybe I'm fighting the wrong person. Thank you so much for joining us for the Character Kind of Podcast. We'll be back when we have time to be back. Um, yeah. There'll be more episodes for sure, though. I was been Yay. your Dungeon Master, Richard Bertelson. Joining me today was Bardalabu Biggins. We are... Uh, we are going to talk, though. And oh yeah, thing. stick around for a minute. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it, kind of like what we used to do, but it won't be a separate episode. What we used to do on the Patreon, I mean, we'll just talk about it for a minute. Um, but also joining me was Grog Guzler, Nick Slick, Nicholas Nikolai. 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 Thank you so much, guys. You can find us at character arc, characterarc.net or just search for Character Encounter wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find our other D&D campaigns and the future of this one. Stick around after this here music cue. And let's talk about the episode. Um, I wasn't sure we'd get to the fight, actually, because the the shopping took a little long. I like the shopping, but it took a little longer than I thought. I was like, fuck, what if they spend a lot of time in the palace just talking to Thor, and then we don't get to the fight because the interesting part of this episode is learning that the giants aren't giants. Right. <laughs> and, like, what if we don't get there? Then you guys shopped and talked to Thor for a bit. <laughs> Talk to Thor very, very so, quickly. So, as very reckless as it was for Grog to confront you in immediately, <laughs> it did me a solid of still having a dramatic place to end. <laughs> That's true. That was a quite dramatic place to end. Yeah, it... I don't know. It's this weird thing with Grog where I've just decided that he just... He just goes for it. He just kind of says what he's thinking. 
He's honest about it. Just no nonsense. Yeah, yeah. like like when he told uh, uh, Sigurd in the beginning when he's like, I mean, I could just kill you and put you back with your wife. Because <laughs> he thought <laughs> right, his yeah. wife was dead. He's just thinking about, here's our options. Yeah. They're all the same. <laughs> like, it kind of seems like to him, here's no, on the table. no one option's a bad option. That's yeah. just They're just different. There's right. just options. <laughs> There's no good or bad. He, ah. Uh, I think that's his... His whole spiel there. This is just kind of life is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking the serial killer vibes off the priest, though. At least yeah. those the vibes I got were like serial killer. He's a disturbed man, I think. I think he has this. Uh, the way I picture him is he has this demeanor of someone who's very pleasant. Like if you were just talking to him and you were like a kid or just a quiet townsfolk, you would find him very fun and innocent charming. and charming. But if you ever asked him anything about his beliefs, and <laughs> yeah. he would seem sinister and wow. shitty. Like, yeah, no, he he fucking despises like these <laughs> people like, in the city that he's in. He fucking like, hates them. That's why I was like, what do you what do you think of this town? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Exposed. Um, I tried to. I was a little disappointed in one way that the, the I rolled luck to see if that shopkeeper was your baby, one of your baby mamas. I thought that'd be super funny, and then I was a little disappointed that that it didn't happen because then Roscoe was supposed to be the tease for Nick's backstory. But then I was like, "You took Roscoe though, Brett, and turned her into a part of your story." It's so, right. you're good. so it worked out just fine. It's one of those things, though. I think uh, I think he would have remembered a a giant. Like oh, having a child with, with oh no the the role would have been you recognize her as yeah because you know when you walk in the door you know what i mean right um it wouldn't have been unbeknownst to him although he, it would have just was been just a charade yeah. this whole time and another could dwarf have been a, she would have been a dwarf, magic yeah. yeah it could have been like oh, i still man, don't yeah. remember you and it was been i guess dwarf. i would have had to have played it that way wouldn't i yeah that you wouldn't have recognized her but she would have been really upset with you and you wouldn't have believed her because if you were somewhere else out of the city which you would have had to have been. Right. She would have been a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Man, I'm super glad that I didn't let you get away with that role. <laughs> My question for you on that is if I had done that, yeah. she would have made everything cost the cost of the child support owed. Right. Would you have just bought it anyway or would you walk no, out? No, I would have gone to a different shop. She'll have to wait till I get paid from the rest of the job. I like this whole thing that I've got going on now with Grog where he knows the intimacies of Bartholomew's past relationships. He knows the women's names and the children's names and what in order of what they were in. And There's that. also a degree of pettiness to Grog in kind of trying to point out to Roskva. It <laughs> <laughs> is a little level of pettiness, but... The look dispelled that immediately. Did, I didn't even have to did. cast Dispel Magic on that one. See, that's where Bards really shine, is yeah. performance, persuasion, lying, anything like that. They're fucking good at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come in handy for, well, even like strict battles, I got some stuff. It's still. more of a protective thing. I don't think it was more of like a... I was going to I was trying was it to ruin it. I don't think it, it was jealousy. More of just he's trying to protect Bartholomew from getting a ninth... <laughs> woman with children like you know I what have, i mean he's already got I enough on his plate like because no. like you know because he he mentioned condoms earlier like he's oh, yeah, like i forgot to buy those in the shop <laughs> i, I, I think he just doesn't want an, uh no, he doesn't want number nine 
sure, for, for yeah. Bartholomew. For, he, he's looking out for his financial future. <laughs> right. Maybe he's he, looking out for his friend. Maybe Grog will never retire unless Bard does, but he's like, but he, Bard will never retire if he keeps racking up these <laughs> <Right>. children. <laughs> it's, well, yeah, it's one of those weird things where I told you I think Grog just sticks around because he really likes Bartholomew singing. Yeah, you're, you're uh, enchanted sweet, yeah. by my sweet hurdy-gurdy <laughs> sea chants. Uh, plus, sea they chants. work well together, except for when Bartholomew is saying the exact opposite of what <laughs> Grog wants him to say. Hey, man. I tried, okay? I tried really hard. No, I don't Speaking think. with, I continued running with Esquire. I did enjoy that. It's like, yes, this is our lawyer. Yeah, I fuck that just because there's... There's no contextual reason for you to keep saying no. it. <laughs> well, that guy's still on trial. We were supposed to. He is. Him. He is still. Yeah. He's still technically. I guess his technically, lawyer. Yeah. if you went back to that town, that priest would still be like, "Yes, you owe him to us." Right. <laughs> we got we got other things at hand right now that are more important. Uh, I like to see because I think your magic. Well, your darkness worked last time, but like I think you tried to snare last time and it didn't work. So it was nice to see that work. It actually was a good thing because Ewan can hit for a lot of damage and now he can't really do that, which is why he went to his support, like legendary actions essentially, or layer actions, which was to summon the dudes and to activate the magic. He might not have activated the magic until later in the fight, but I was kind of like, well, he can't move, so there you go. Uh, I like the fact that you separated Bartholomew. I kept thinking that whole time. I was like, don't do it. They're going to die. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> But it created the cool effect of you being inside the building as it dissipated. Right. And actually, I would not have given you Thor. Thor will probably fight with you now. And Thor's going to be strong. I, I so. inspired Thor with a yeah. mighty slap. It was this face. weird thing. Like, that was just... My first instinct was to split up. But see, in the original way the episode might have gone in my head, Thor wouldn't have been separated from you guys. Because Ewan would have done this anyway at... Thor's like presentation tomorrow, so you could have play, role played a night of like oh, we scheming it. against him if you want, scheming against you if you wanted to. Scheming. But I confronted him. But you just confronted him, and the only advantage that gave him was that he had the wherewithal to make sure Thor left. Because I think, because he kind of knows you can weaken my control over Thor by weakening me, so I need Thor to get the fuck out. Or so he was able to make that him. play. But then you guys did do the reckless act of separating. However, that could get you Thor back. So all in, in all, favor. cool. Brett, you are more comfortable with your bard now dishing out the inspiration. and Yeah, no, I'm glad I remembered that those were sitting there because... Wait, did you use it on that last turn? I did. It's that, that negative five penalty can be on harsh, those yeah. two rolls that ended in 14s. Uh, they would have been 19s. Right. Uh, so, did Roxfa use hers? No, um, but she... That extra oh, damage, though. That extra yeah. damage, I don't know though. if she could. She only rolled a three. And she only adds a four to a seven. If she rolled an eight. She would have had to roll an eight oh, on she, the d8. She missed. She missed by a lot. Yeah. Um, but if she rolled a perfect eight, she would have hit. But that's the only thing she could have rolled to make it work. True. So she still has it. She can still use it on a future attack. It has definitely means... ruined my whole perspective of being in Yodenheim. But now we'll get respect because we're not the more only little people. Sized. Yeah, we're not the only. <laughs> but little I people. wanted to be giant. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Me too. No, it's fun. I mean, I don't like the fact that I might be be dying, but you know. they are actively <laughs> on their way out now, though. So yeah, we're we're heading yeah, back. No, it didn't no, take me long back. to get to him. 
Don't worry, it's I'll gonna be flying a... into the room manta ray style. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> be a big Just battle in a crazy magical sandstorm. Yeah. Giant stingray cloak. I mean, I have to fight Ewan. Because <laughs> I have declared him as my mortal things, enemy. Yeah. yeah, if I fight anybody except him, I have disadvantage. Oh, damn, really? Because so, you declared the mortal enemy? Yep. The mortal enemy yeah. clause. Well, with my bow. Right, he could swing and not get this. Oh, okay. So you yeah. can just go fight. I could just could just, just go beef flail on some people. You still got your flail 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 your flail your flail your. It is. It, I have to really think about it when I try to. Say it's a terrible. Hard point. Point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wasn't your lightning based weapon named Cuddles? Snuggles. <laughs> a snuggles. Snuggles. <laughs> My mistake. I, I think Flail Nyora was pretty clever. So. <laughs> snuggles, Flail Nyora. <laughs> they bred said it. There you go. It's a hard choice. <laughs> I mean, I remember Snuggles. <laughs> it's not my name. That's just my favorite part. Yeah, we never got to talk to him too much. Also, no. because Griffin was also very content with ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were. Yours was. A I think Griffin was more... a little bit of afraid. Maybe he was like, not gonna, not gonna acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> Yours was a little bit more. <laughs> Violent, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yours hasn't talked to you yet, though. Flail Yours well, hasn't well, no. spoken to My you. arrows apparently fucking the talk, arrows, uh, That's just, that's been creepy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I, think what, I think Oathbow does say it just repeats back to you what you said. Oh, okay. So I have played with it by being a response just heavily related. But no, it doesn't seem to have like a chit-chatty sort of sentience. Yeah. But it, their something. response is still weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, yeah, you liked my... I liked your movie Catch title. Me yeah. Catch me if you can. <laughs> oh, my. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I it, I could not for the life of me for the minute. There's like, what the what am I gonna fucking say? <laughs> what pun is relevant? What pun? What, yeah, what movie what pun, pun is possibly relevant to this? <laughs> that is pretty good though. Catch me if you can. Yeah, was, it, it'd super... be funny if he did try and catch it like right in his face, like he got the saving throw, but then the vine still exploded out and just grasped his face like oh, a facehugger. That is a cool visual. That yeah. is awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when we make the movie version of this, <laughs> yes. we'll do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> actually, I really like the visual of like because the Staventry statues are like X's, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm imagining like the little portals up above the yeah. top end of the kind of like a. Kind of like a Tesla coil, except yeah, but yeah. like an X. Yeah, that's just a really cool visual because it's almost like a like a panoramic shot of like a battle, and then these two things like just sucking all the magic yeah, yeah. into it. I'm like, I was oh, kind of excited cool. about those in in the sense that like, how close is he to those things? Pretty, he's pretty. Like, they're on either side of the stage, so he's pretty close to one, and you're pretty close to one. Yeah. Uh, if you want to start thinking about it for next time, I... you might want to kick him into one. <laughs> yeah. <that> is... <laughs> All right. Definitely. Let's rip you by next idea. I'll make sure I know what that looks like. <laughs> make sure to visualize real. Uh, so spoilers for next episode. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> going to be Grog's My aim. Grog's initial thought process here is: is how am I going to get that motherfucker Do in one have... of those holes? Do you have any arrows, like green arrow, where one just turns into like a boxing glove or something? Oh my god, I hope so. You know what I mean? Like it's just one special arrow that you got. My my Hawkeye quiver. It turns into, or it's just like your I mean, actual fist. <laughs> Cut off your fist. Oh god, that's really, extra, that's extra morbid. <laughs> well, we already compared it to Mortal Kombat, <laughs> like right. usual. 
fatality. Well, it's like, uh, oh, what is it? In um, in A Knight's Tale. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. the, the tip covers for their lances were little fists. <laughs> for the bad guy. For, yeah, yeah. His, the, you know, because you cover fist. the pointy tip. Right, you know, yeah. for the jousting, because you're not actually stabbing someone. Right, else. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his was I did not like little, that. No, I like that movie, but I've not. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just, yeah. So if you haven't, go back and watch a Knight's Tale and look for the little fists. <laughs> it does look really cool. I noticed that as a kid. I, I, uh, just like yeah, it always made me laugh. You know? <laughs> it's like that's, and of course that's like the bad knight. That's the bad, you know, oh badass bad guy. He's got a <laughs> fist on the end of his lance. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Go watch a Knight's Tale. Brought to you by Fuck our podcast. Go. Well, I guess at this point you yeah, listen to fine. all of our yeah, podcasts. Yeah. So yeah, just we're go done. watch a Knight's Tale. You already know what this is. You know. <laughs> no. Oh, you know what? Off topic. I watched the remake of Under Wraps. Anybody from the 90s? Don't no. even know what you're talking about. No. Originally. No <laughs> it was this Disney you, movie. You're mentioning a, a remake of a movie I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. it, was this, it was a movie where this kid found a mummy in his neighbor's basement and oh it came God. to life and he like befriended it. What? No, but I can picture that exact kind of like Disney, wonderful yeah. world of Disney Friday night movie presentation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like so. Max Keebler's big move. It was uh yeah, so I watched that remake uh with my with my daughter the other night. She loved it. I just kind of had to laugh the whole time. It like I can imagine. Yeah. Was it like the old one? No. I mean, you know, they have references and stuff like that, but obviously like they just put, you know, 2021 Disney flair on it for sure. <laughs> flair. That's funny. Uh, it was still like I said, my daughter loved it. You know, it, I want to go f- buy the old movie now and watch the original more more than anything. Make her watch it. I wonder if but you yeah. can find it. I uh, I already tried finding it on like Amazon Prime. Disney and Plus doesn't exist. Doesn't exist on Disney okay, Plus. If it, yeah. if it did anywhere, that's where it'd be. It, Disney's no longer interested in their stuff being on any other platform. Right. <laughs> yeah. You so, could probably find uh, an old copy. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to search for like a physical copy of it somewhere. See if I can find that. I bet you could. Or YouTube. Honestly, sometimes you get surprised on YouTube. People what? are weird on there. We've uh, gotten way off topic. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, does anyone have any <laughs> final thoughts or concerns or questions or ideas? Uh, I just got to start thinking about my next move. Yeah, I'm, I'm capitulating my next move. P- That's Patchouli? Not- patchouli oil? What? Patchouli oil. <laughs> <laughs> no thoughts on my end, though. That's exciting. I'm, I look forward to this magical whirlwind and magical whirlwind battle because you know the magical whirlwind's gonna do some weird shit guys i mean we got <laughs> we got molnir we got flail flail and uh <laughs> light lightning bug lightning bug sword yeah yeah it, yeah i like that you guys have all kinds of weird shit uh, i think that's fun because you guys are only part of two so i think yeah. it's cool that you guys have a bunch of magical items which is why you guys started with one it's like you don't have a a third player who's going to have their own creative shit, so it's okay that you guys have a bunch of weird shit. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens next time in this big battle. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you guys for playing. Bye. Bye. Woo.